from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. And it's the national news for week commencing April 29 and in this report we'll hear how the WIA board has concerns in managing communications with you. Now first, there was mills on the air, then summits on the air, museums, scouters, even train riders. Now, just when you thought it was safe to come out, comes, wait for it, WMPLOTA. WMPLOTA, Walmart, parking lots on the air. WMPLOTA 2018 takes place this weekend, April 28-29, and is a special event and award scheme for amateur radio satellite operators that encourages the practice of portable operation in the easily accessible location of Walmart parking lots. Maybe here in VK it'll become known as Westfield. Make sure you just pay the parking fee if you intend long QSOs. The VK4RDSD star repeater situated at Mullaney has been converted to MMDVM. Details a little further down the log and I would suggest you read the text edition of WIA National News for Mark's very detailed explanation of the linking. That's Mark, VK4KZK. The Darwin Amateur Radio Club held its annual general meeting recently. WIA Secretary VK8ZZ has more. In his annual report, the President, VK8BL, advised that the club would try to increase participation in contests, including John Moyle, International Lighthouse and Lightships, as well as the participation in some special events. The report noted that NT-based clubs are starting well behind southern counterparts, but participation is the key element. In its, at its AGM meeting, the President was re-elected, but we also saw a couple of new faces that have been elected to the club executive. The committee for the next 12 months will be VK8BL Brian, VK8BN Gary, VK8ZI Paula, VK8RW Ray, VK8VWA Phil, VK8RR Richie, VK8AL John, VK8NTF Tom and VK8RD Rowan. In his annual report, the President encouraged the incoming committee to be active and to promote club activities to members in 2018. The Darwin Amateur Radio Club Club meets on the first Wednesday of each month. Details on the club website, vk8da.com. The club rebroadcasts the WIA broadcast on Sunday mornings and callbacks are taken after the broadcast. There is also a new 80-metre net on Tuesday evenings at 10.30 Zulu on 3602kHz. Contact Phil, VK8VWA, who hosts the net. There is also a regular club activity meets on Thursday mornings at 10am at the clubhouse. Visitors are always welcome. This is Peter, VK8ZZ, for the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And he can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950, or and or frequencies 14.337, 10.137, 10.133, 10.155, and I am Carl with a K. Call sign Victor Kilo H Charlie Alpha Whiskey.
Hello folks, Brian VK2GCE here. I want to share some concerns the board has in managing communications with you. You may be an old-time radio amateur, a middle-aged volunteer who wants to help the WIA, a newly licensed amateur, or you're just interested to learn what amateur radio is all about and possibly want to find out how to become a licensed operator. On the one hand, there are many young potential radio amateurs who use computers and digital media quite fluently for their daily sustenance. US radio amateurs have telephone patch devices available so that the phone subscriber can chat with a ham who has such a patch and then join in an on-air conversation without the benefit of an amateur license. And there are many digital products exploding onto the radio scene possibly starting with the modems we use to connect our computers to the internet and software-defined radio. These three streams, patching, modems and SDR, have developed and begun to converge. As we discovered with the product market survey, there was almost no response from people under 30 years of age. These are the people for whom the present content of the linear monolithic syllabus has little of interest or value, and yet who consume social media like it was milk. Can't harm you, can it? On the other hand, there are older folk who have many connections via email and internet interest groups who would dearly like to be sure that their personal details, like credit card numbers, bank account details, extracurricular dalliances, stay private. My credit card provider is in the process of investing me for over $1,000 worth of charges made by so-called service providers from all over the world to whom I gave no such permission. This is the third time in two years I've had to change credit cards to get around further fraud and theft. And I've just suffered a ransomware attack whose decryption, after paying the ransom, still left considerable damage. Am I concerned about IT security? When the new board started last May, we directors faced a tsunami of requests for instantaneous clarification on all manner of things. Because amateur radio is such a multifaceted hobby, at first it was difficult for us to see the wood for the trees that, like the flu virus, just kept self-replicating while continuously mutating. So we started writing policies, terms of reference, rules and procedures. These, together with the ticketing system we are prototyping at head office, have started to clear the air. However, as any good cybersecurity expert will tell you, policies, terms of reference and so on are no defence against people determined to get your data. Presently, the board is working on documentation for the WIA's management of IT and security. But with all the push to use social media like Facebook and the recent scare over Cambridge Analytica's alleged non-breach of member privacy and security, I wonder just how far we need to go. Should we set up systems that are impregnable, foolproof and last forever? Or should we, like governments in Australia and overseas, take a risk management approach? This will be the basis of the WIA's IT security policy. If you want to assist, let us know. But please, no tsunamis. 73 from Brian, VK2 GCE. From Australia, this is VK1WIA.
and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Jason VK2LAW with this week's international news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, Local News Services VK2 and 7 and the worldwide sources of the WIA, including VK2 FKND. Beijing authorises 60 metres from July 1. CRAC report the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology in Beijing has announced that on July 1, radio amateurs will have access to the 5 MHz 60 metre WRC 15 band. Thanks to Southgate Amateur Radio Club, a Google translation of the CRAC website reads, The Ministry of Industry and Information Technology published the latest version of the PRC, Radio Frequency Division Regulations, in the form of Decree 46. This revision was made in accordance with the radio regulations of the People's Republic of China. The 2016 edition of the radio regulations adopted by the ITU World Radio Conference 2015 and the development of our radio service. According to the newly promulgated regulations of the People's Republic of China for Radio Frequency Division, from July 1 this year, amateur radio operators in China will be able to set up amateur radio stations in the frequency band of 5351.5 kHz to 5366.5 kHz, which will be used as a secondary service conditionally. Changes also in the wind for Norwegian hams. Norway's communications regulator ENCOM is consulting on changes to the amateur radio regulations and among the planned changes is allowing one kilowatt output at VHF UHF for EME or meteor scatter operation. 29 and we've stopped counting. The ARRL reports Brian Justin, Whiskey Alpha 1 Zulu Mike Sierra in Virginia, has completed contacts on all 29 US amateur radio bands. On April 11, he completed a CW contact on the new 2200 metre band with Kilo 3 Mike Fox in Pennsylvania, wrapping up a sweep of completed contacts on all 29 amateur radio bands. Justin is a bit of an old school guy. He worked K3MF on CW and now he's awaiting a QSL card, a paper QSL card. Justin said he started working his way through the bands at the high end of the spectrum those allocations above 24 gigahertz. By the time 2002 came around, I had managed to have built enough millimetre wave gear to complete formal QSOs, with QSL cards on all bands at the time, he told ARRL. On the bands above 24 gigahertz, I had to build two stations and pass one off to K2AD, W4WWQ, or WA4RTS to be on the other ends of these VUCCs and QSOs. To consider it a valid contact, Justin said he used the New England Week Signal Group news guideline of at least one kilometre distance on each band. And while at first this seems very easy, very few hams have even had a QSO across a benchtop on bands like 134 gigahertz, much less over one kilometre, he said. By 2003, Justin had confirmed contacts and paper QSLs on each band from 1.8 megahertz to 300 gigahertz. He submitted his cards to News, which presented him with a framed award and plaque, the very first worked all bands award. Since then, a few handbands have changed. 
For example, the 2.5mm band shifted from 120GHz to 122GHz, and the 2mm band moved down from 145GHz to 134GHz. In order to stay current with the award, I built gear for those new allocations as well, and made QSOs, VUCCs, and more DX, he said. NOAA taps the keg. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has named Kenneth Graham, Whiskey X-Ray 4 Kilo Echo Golf, as head of the National Hurricane Centre in Miami. WX4KEG picked up the reins from Deputy Acting Director Ed Rappaport. Preparations at the NHC continue ahead of the 2018 hurricane season, which begins on June 1, following 2017's historic tropical weather season. Just last Thursday, April 26, saw International Girls in Information and Telecommunication Technologies Day. Girls Can Do ICT was the theme of International Girls in Information and Telecommunication Technologies Day, an initiative of the International Telecommunication Union and aimed to create a global environment that empowers and encourages girls and young women to consider careers in the growing ICT field, the ITU said. International Girls in ICT Day will be celebrated every year on the 4th Thursday of April. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Who listens to radio? That go where you go, medium called radio. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK for FUQ. All major running contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. April 28-29, VK AMRO Weekend. May 12 and 13, Worldwide Mills on the Air. June 2 and 3, Worldwide Museum Ships Weekend. This will run from 00 hours Zulu Saturday, June the 2nd to 23.59 Zulu, June 3. This event is hosted by the Battleship New Jersey Amateur Radio Club and involves over 100 museum ships registered for the event from around the world. This is not a contest but rather an event to highlight the work done in preserving these historic vessels and the clubs who will be operating these stations. On some, the original radio equipment will still be used, some requiring AM mode. Google, Museum Ships Weekend. Bands and frequencies are mentioned on the site, including for PSK 31 users. If you are lucky enough to contact 15 of the registered vessels and is confirmed by cross-checking logbook entries, you are eligible to apply for a certificate. A visit to the site will provide all the latest lists of ships and call signs registered for the event. The Radar Club of Rockhampton District will be activating Museum Ship HMAS Gladstone for the first time for this event and invites all operators in the Gladstone and Central Queensland area on the weekend to make contact and get involved. VK4FRAL is coordinating HMAS Gladstone operations and more operators are required. The HMAS Gladstone, a Fremantle class patrol boat launched in 1984 and retired in 2007, is likely to be the only museum ship in Australia involved in the event. 
June 17, IAA Region 3, 2018 QIP Day Region 3, August 11-12 VK Remembrance Day Contest, August 18-19 Worldwide Lighthouse Alliance Weekend, October 6 Worldwide Oceania DX Contest, The DX Edge, VI4 Games, Yes, whilst the Commonwealth Games have drawn to a close, making contact with the Special Event Station VI4 Games is still possible, right up until the 31st of May, when the licence issued by the ACMA expires. VI50 IAAU3 IAAU Region 3 has 39 member countries and to help celebrate the formation 50 years ago, the WIA has been able to secure a special call sign VI50 IAAU3 which will be on the air until the 31st of August. Royal Wedding Prince Harry to Miss Meghan Markle Something special for our loyal royalists listening in is the first use of the GR9 call sign in the United Kingdom. GR9RW, 19th to the 23rd of May 2018. Ofcom have issued this unique special event call sign to be used from the 19th to 23rd of May inclusive, and we believe it may be the first time that the GR9 prefix has ever been active. The special call using GR9RW will be active for five days in May to mark the occasion of the royal wedding between HRH Prince Harry and Miss Meghan Markle, due to take place on the 19th of May 2018. That's St George's Chapel in Windsor Castle in England. GR9RW will primarily use SSB and CW and initially FM on the VHF and UHF bands. Two HF stations and one VHF station will be active and will cover all bands from 80 metres to 70 centimetres. A very special QSL card will be sent on request. Japanese Special Event Look for the Special Event Station 8J1ITU to be on the air from Japan between 1500 hours Zulu on April the 30th and 1459 hours Zulu on May the 31st. Activities to celebrate the anniversary of the foundation of the ITU, World Telecommunication and Information Society Day, May 17. HA1ITU is operated by the Japan ITU Amateur Radio Club during the month of May every year. This activity counts for the Japan Honshu Island AS007, JIIA, AS007001, WLOTA2376, as well as the Kasamagura City, Japan, JCC1430, QSL via the Bureau, JARL or EQSL. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Graham VK4 Baker Baker again, this time with the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Bolts Report. The VK4 RDS D-Star Repeater, sighted at Mullaney, which is about 60 kilometres north of Brisbane, near the Sunshine Coast, has now been converted to MMDVM on VHF Repeater Transmit 147.7375 and Receive 146.1375. This means the one repeater can now accept inputs on D-Star, P25, DMR and Yaesu Fusion and NDXN is coming soon. There are dedicated links out to DMR, Fusion and P25 and D-Star can be linked and unlinked to various D-Star repeaters or reflectors. D-Star is linked to DCS028Q. 
APCO 25 is connected to Talk Group 10400 with a NAC of 293. The DMR is linked to connected XLX 389 Master and on the Brandmaster BM Australia 5051 network. Yesu Fusion is connected to 04201 AU, YSF 001 first and WWYSF. The UHF is in the process of becoming an MMDVM repeater as well and hopefully will be operational in another couple of weeks. Some antenna modifications are also taking place in the near future. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au You are listening to VK1 WIA and the broadcast of news and information. At 10.30am and 8pm each Sunday, it is carried by the VK3BWI network through VK3RMM Mount Macedon, VK3RML Mount Dandenong and VK3RMU on Mount St. Leonard. Check it out. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. I'm Cole, VK3 LED, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group's News. First up, ATV. Every pixel tells a story. Thousands of slow-scan television enthusiasts around the globe recently tracked the International Space Station to download commemorative SSTV images transmitted as part of the Aris Russia Cosmonautics Day, International Day of Human Spaceflight, celebration between April 11 and 15. Stations which received SSTV images from the Cosmonautics Day event can apply for a special certificate and upward of 9,000 images relating to the 40th anniversary of the Intercosmos project period of the Soviet space program have been posted for viewing. Another Aris Russia SSTV event is planned for May. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Biker Radio. Abitur Radio is on a roll here in Australia, well, certainly in VK3. Now, when we say roll, we do mean roll, literally. Hams are rolling out their bicycles, their trikes and even their velomobiles and going places. But of course, they're not going anywhere without their trusty rigs. Members of an online group called Pedal Radio have been promoting the combination of push power and foot power with the idea that fitness leads to fellowship and probably more than a few good QSOs. There's even a homebrew aspect to the group, as some members share their tips for building your own trike. Most of the members right now are in VK3. If you want to try talking coast to coast while you're <clears throat> coasting, this group wouldn't mind if you rolled on in. So, rider you lot, on your bike. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Digital. A lot of hams tend to discount the newer digital modes, mainly for the reasoning that they depend on the internet to link to reflectors or master service in the case of DMR, somehow making them not ham radio. That argument usually extends to the contingency scenario of a loss of infrastructure, such as telephone, internet, mobile phones, etc. Those same hams seem to think that a DMR repeater becomes a paperweight. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. Writing in a recent edition of the ARES newsletter, that's A-R-E-S, Greg Horain, N9PBD, trustee of KD9JNB Multimode Digital Repeater Southwestern Illinois Digital Group, says DMR, as we use it, is a time-domain multiple access, or TDMA, protocol that provides two voice-slash-data channels in the same spectrum space as a narrowband analog voice channel. 
A DMR repeater will continue to function as a conventional or non-internet-linked repeater if the internet is not available, repeating both time slots the same way it would with the network up. DMR provides emergency communicators with twice the number of channels in the same bandwidth, actually a bit less, as an analogue repeater. This also allows emergency coordinators and communicators to segment their traffic by talk groups, providing even more capability. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. FEMA, or the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has invited the whole USA community to participate in a national-level exercise. FEMA is an ARRL partner. FEMA is conducting its 2018 national-level exercise for the whole community and invites other government agencies, representatives and organisations in the private sector, communities and individuals to participate in this historic exercise. The 2018 national-level exercise, based on a mid-Atlantic hurricane scenario, represents one key step towards implementing FEMA's recently released 2018-2022 strategic plan. The ARRL has had a long-standing relationship with the Federal Emergency Management Agency, formalised in its most recent Memorandum of Understanding. The 2018 national-level exercise, which takes place on April 30 to May 11, is the first major exercise following the release of the plan. The exercise will test lessons learned from the 2017 hurricane season. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Worldwide Flora and Fauna, or Parks, program. Keep an ear out on May 12th for lots of VK7 activity as they hold their special VK7 day in association with the program. John, VK7JON, says the WWFF program's purpose is to draw attention to the importance of protecting nature, flora and fauna, and to encourage the development of radio skills, especially in portable operations. To get involved and find out more, please visit John's website, VK7JON.com. There's also a link on the text edition of this broadcast. I'm Cole, VK3LED. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. YLs around the world. When in doubt, blame the women. Introducing Peggy Whitson, formerly KC5ZTD. Peggy was commander of an all-women flight crew aboard the International Space Station In 2017, Whitson became the first female astronaut to command the International Space Station twice. On April 24, 2017, Whitson broke the record for the most total days spent in space by any NASA astronaut at more than 534 days. Her all-female flight crew were famously blamed by the Russian Space Agency chief Anatoly Pamenov when their Soyuz craft suffered a ballistic re-entry and landed 400 kilometres off course. It was later established that the re-entry was caused by a problem that had occurred with Soyuz craft on previous flights. As always, links are in the text version of this broadcast. I'm Kimberly Olsen, VK2KMI, for the WIA National News. Time for the social scene, 2018. May, May 4-7 in VK4, it's the Clearview Gathering. May 12 in VK3, the Morabana District's Radio Club Hamfest, and the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM on the Gold Coast, May 18, 19, 20. June 2 in VK4, it's Redcliffe and District's Radio Club's Redfest, 8.30am. 
June 9 and 10 in VK5, it's the 2018 Southeast Radio Groups Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship. That's at Mount Gambier. And June 9 to 10 in VK2, it's the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Weekend. July 7 and 8 in VK3, Gipps Tech 2018, the 21st Annual Gippsland Technical Conference. August 4 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. November 11, VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. And November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest. That's at Miana, the community centre. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.